We're back. We're back again. Tattooed. Full length episode. I'm Trisha. And I'm Sophia. And, and we're almost, almost there. there. <laughs> we are the relatable part of the web for all you 30 somethings. Not for you 20 somethings. So you know something, something to look forward to. You know. You're welcome. You know, like we do. <laughs> You're welcome. Today we are talking about some lessons learned in friendship. Yes. So here's what we got for that. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna really, really, really wanna zig zig. I was always scary spice. I regret nothing. Okay, so, so friendship, friendship, number one lesson. It's a friends. Friendship is hard. The number one lesson I have, I think, is that I'm not a very good friend. Oh, I know I'm not a good friend. That's not. It sucks to come to that realization. And I'm pretty sure, like, people are going to hear this who know that they are my friends. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, no, you're a good friend. And then when I get to you saying why I'm a bad friend, you'll like, understand. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, nice. she's a really shitty friend. Yeah. It's like I said, it's a hard thing to, to really remember and, like, care about other people and. <sighs> I have my own reasons for having become such a terrible person as a friend. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I'm, like a, I'm not like a bad person. I just, I could be a better friend. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that, I mean, you and I, Sophia, we both grew up in very um, sheltered lives. Very, very, yes, yes. So, you know, with me, I know on a, my on a personal note, I just didn't have a lot of friends growing up because one, I wasn't allowed to really. Mm, yeah. Like I no, couldn't. Totally. I couldn't see people outside of church or school. Sure, sure. And then at least you had church though. <laughs> I didn't have church. Uh, yeah. I had school. So that was pretty much it. Yeah. Like as soon as as the bell rang, like we're not friends. You yep. need to go home. Uh huh. Yes. Never once had a sleepover at anybody's house who I was not related to, and that's because my parents were also there. Yeah. We were basically just being babysat yeah. by our older cousins. Exactly. So, and that was it. So becoming a good friend, it's something that I had to, shoot, just learning how to be a, <laughs> a sociable person was something I had to learn in my later years as an adult. Yeah. It, that's why I'm still fucking awkward and I don't know how to relate really so yeah, to get that from you. Maybe because <laughs> I... because it's, you maybe know. Maybe because it's me. It's you. And we just, you know, we get it. We You did not like me. I was 100% sure you did not like me when we met. I think it's because, um, if you remember, when we started working together, you know, I'm not a very talking, talkative Ooh, person. Sophia does. Yeah. Like, I just... I'm just there because it's work. Yeah, yeah. And then you were loud. And you were. You are loud. You are loud. I'm a lot. And uh, I mean, it's not that I didn't like you. It's just, well, there goes a the loud one. <laughs> it's true. I'm, I, I, have, I have consistently been that. Yeah. So it's like, why? I, and I don't, I don't, I'm not attracted to loud people. <laughs> and I refuse to people not. To let people not be attracted to me. Oh. Like, I... <laughs> the friend who uh, Eric and I met through, uh-huh. she was somebody who, same, she was not... She did not cotton to me. She was going through a lot when I first met her. Mm-hmm. But I was like, nah, that girl's going to be my friend. Mm-hmm. She has to be. And so one day I pulled her... I was her boss at the time. <laughs> I was her supervisor, not really boss. But I pulled her aside one day and I was like, Sam, 
you're going to love me. I just want you to know that you're going <laughs> to love me. She was having a lot of like personal family things that she was going through that were really heavy and I had yeah. no idea about because I was nobody to her. Yeah. So she just basically rolled her eyes. Cut to it's been 10 years later and yeah, she introduced me to my husband and she married us at the ceremony. Oh, that's <laughs> I was cute. Like, hey. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's adorable. We have again an adorable story. It's disgusting. Well, but that's my And she's still your friend today. And she's still my friend. Oh, see? Yeah. So maybe you're not that good of a friend. But I don't but I don't feel like I'm a very good friend, I guess. Which is a good segue. So into Sophia. Yes, Sophia. Tell and her us. friendship lesson. Bestow upon us. So like you said, I grew up very sheltered. I am one of four daughters. I'm the oldest. And so my mom and my dad, I guess, really instilled in us that we were going to be each other's friends. Like, mm-hmm. we were the people that we needed. Yeah. Nobody else was necessary. Yep. Same here. <laughs> so, oh, you got that friend in school who's so great? I don't give a shit. That, who the hell is that person? They don't matter. And I, I grew up with that idea. I wasn't allowed to interact with other people outside of school or at home. And at school, my sister Leslie was an asshole. And so she was a bully. So she, she wouldn't even <laughs> let me have friends half the time. Um, but it also instilled in me just, you know, they, my siblings are my best friends. Mm-hmm. I don't have to work at it. Yeah. There's nothing that's Because required. they can't escape you either. They can't escape me. Mm-hmm. I know and I trust that they're always going to love me. And through experiences that I've, uh, I've had, they've proven that to me. Mm-hmm. I have not, I don't think, deserved the love that they have given me a lot of the time because I've been, I'm very selfish and I, especially in friendship. And that was a, that was a harsh thing to only now am I starting to realize just how much I take and how little I give. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Um, you have to, you have to work at a friendship. It is work. It is a Mm -hmm. relationship. And I was like, I threw myself into my relationship with my husband because that was what I wanted. It was where I wanted. I saw myself there and I was like, this is worth that fight. So I did it. Um, and then I let all the other friendships and relationships kind of fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. There's one friend I had who was such a good friend to me. She, I credit her for a lot of my sort of, I, I've always been very outgoing, but she, after a sort of depressive state, she helped me crawl out of it and she made, like, she exposed me to the world and she was sort of my caretaker and she was younger than I was. But she, because I was so sad for so long in my early 20s, I didn't have the sort of social knowledge to be out in the world socially. Yeah. So she sort of took me under her wing and she, <clears throat> she helped me. Mm-hmm. And then um, I met Eric and that was my focus and all of a sudden I wasn't doing the things that I was doing with this other person I wasn't as present with her and I was not a good friend to her mm-hmm. I, I ceased communications I was not as actively trying to be around her and that sucks and then I started thinking about this whole reason season lifetime bullshit yeah. friendship and it's like I it feels like most friendships outside of my siblings aren't going to end up being 
either reason or season. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like they will always, there's one that's going to be a lifetime. Because something's going to happen where I'm going to move, I'm going to change, they're going to change. Like most of my friends have kids. Yeah. I don't have kids. So that changes it for them. Yeah. They're not, they it don't have the time. Impact, yeah. yeah. And I don't want to imp- like impose myself upon them. Mm-hmm. So that is a whole reason to change your friendship. And yeah. it's hard to connect in that way. Yeah. Them with me. It's not like you can ask them like to go drinking on a random Thursday right. night. Right. Exactly. And it's, and I, they can ask if I want to come hang out at their house, but Okay. Yeah, are your kids going to be there? <laughs> Not that I don't love your kids, but if I'm going to hang out with an adult, I want to hang out with an adult. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to go and hang out with you and your kid, that's totes cool. I'm fine with it. But I don't have a kid. Uh-huh. So my attention span is different than yours yeah. is. So, and that's, so, so many of my friends are that now. And I am sort of the odd man out now because so few of my friends don't have kids. And so it's, it's priorities are different. Attitudes about things are different. Opinions that were strongly held before are suddenly less strongly felt. Yeah. So it's it's just been really hard. Um, and then I think of all of the, the ways that I've let my friends down. And I have asked friends to keep things from other people because I would lose that other person. Oh, yeah. And I don't want that. So I'm okay with letting this the first person suffer and wallowing that secret and I'll keep it too I'm not going to tell anybody but I don't want to I don't want that secret to mess up this other relationship not that it's more important (laughs) yeah like heavy like I've done I've been a bad friend and that's I don't know how to not do that at the time when I when I had this whole secret thing I thought I was doing people a favor and then mm-hmm. I found out more and more and more, and at, the deed was done. Yeah. I couldn't change what I had asked. I couldn't change the outcome of anything that happened. I could just ask for forgiveness, and that's not fun. Like, that was, that's, I think that, it, it happened one time that I asked somebody to keep something from somebody else, but that request is I think one of the worst things I've ever done uh-huh. I'm gonna like cry but yeah like oof. I I feel like a friend wouldn't do that to somebody else mm-hmm. and I did and I just I feel miserable and so regardless of how patient I am with my friend's kids or with how much I have in common or how much I love them, the idea that I could allow somebody to be hurt Mm -hmm. and make them keep it is unforgivable. Yeah. And I'll, I'll never let go of that. And so that makes me feel like I'm such a terrible, awful friend because friends don't do that. Well, how do you remedy that now? I don't know. Other than to, like, because I've, I've laid it on the table since then, you know, like, what happened wasn't anyone's fault, or at least it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my friend's fault or the other friend's fault. Um, but I should have handled it better, 
and I apologized to everybody that was involved. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, and I meant it, but there was a trust that was broken and I, I, I won't be able to remedy it. Like, I don't feel like there's a way that I can go back and, and fix it. I, it's, it's impossible. So even if I get five-star reviews from 100 of my friends, that's that one one-star review that's just going to bring down my whole average. I'll never have 100% because I, I, can't, I can't fix it. Well, how do you use what you've learned in your friendships now then? Like, why would your friends now give you a five-star review? <sighs> I don't know. That's why I, I don't. That's I don't know that I am worthy of a five star review as a friend, because I don't know. Like now, I wouldn't. I would. I'd like to think I wouldn't ask somebody to go out of their way to hide something or to to make my life easier. Mm-hmm. I try to not do that. I don't have a whole lot of friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like it's just. I I have to learn. I've learned. I guess where I'm learning. To be less selfish. Yeah. To communicate, you know, with the people I love and and to tell them and let them tell me what Mm -hmm. they really feel. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It's a really, it's hard to, to let somebody else down or let, have them let you down and be okay with it. Like that happens. But you know, I'm, 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 book, I'm trying to be a better friend. I'm trying to be more present. I'm trying to uh, not break dates with people. I'm <laughs> trying to, like, make appointments with my friends and, like, keep them. Like, this whole podcast thing is something where I get to hang out with a friend of mine and it's an active social thing. But, yeah, that lesson that of trying to be less selfish I guess is what I've learned mm-hmm. um, because friendship shouldn't be that one sided and that you shouldn't ask something of somebody that they you wouldn't ask of yourself or you would not be okay with them yeah. asking of you but at the same time you know it's it's not even just that you have to be even I think with you Sophia I think you just I, I honestly think you're being a little too hard on yourself mm. but I think that you just can't expect people to, I guess, react in the way that you want them to react Yeah. in terms of the things that you do to them. Because, you know, you can give them all the love and they might not show that back to you. Yeah. You know, but maybe that's the way that they they are a friend, sure. you know? Like, maybe that's just how they, they show their love. Yeah. You know, so... I think maybe I. I mean, I would give you a five star review. I'm just Thanks, saying, bro. and not just because it's being recorded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mostly because it's being recorded. But mostly it is. Yeah. But mostly yes. <laughs> Understood. No, I, I think it was. It, I I'm not. Like I, I I hope at least that I've. That I've made a change because you know I, I came clean. Mm-hmm. I apologized. I meant it, um, and I said as much. I said, you know, there's not a whole lot I can do to fix it at this point. I can say that I'm really sorry for what happened, and I'm sorry that I asked that of you, um, and I promise to not do that again, but that's that's basically all I can do at this point. So, uh, it's a tough. This one's tough. <laughs> it's tough. I don't have a whole lot of friends to begin with. And so then to say, like, I'm not a great friend is even worse. But you don't need a lot of friends. That's true. <laughs> Quality over quantity. 
That's right. My friends do allow me to play Dungeons and Dragons yeah. with them, so. See? That's pretty quality. That's pretty solid. I mean, to each their own, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> what about you? So, I just think that it takes a lot of maturity to really say that you did something shitty. I did. Absolutely. So, that's I'm all I wanted to tell you. Um, okay, so. My Captain Planet t-shirts. Your Captain Planet t-shirts. <laughs> I'm gonna, alright, like I said earlier, I'm a, I know personally that I'm a pretty bad friend. I, I just, I mean, for, first of all, I have social anxiety. Might not seem, I know a lot of people might not agree or don't think that, but it's probably because you met me when I was drunk. <laughs> and, right. uh, fun fact, I am currently going through this sober lifestyle right now. Um, because I'm trying to be more present and more cognizant of the choices and the things that I do and say. So part of that is like really being an actual friend and an active listener yeah. rather than just shooting off at the mouth and hoping that you like it. And if you don't, well, you know, whatever. Nice to be you. <laughs> so to be you. I'm you ain't got no cool. taste. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just being a bad friend, I, I mean, the reason why I say that is because I... If you, in the age of digital media and social media and everything, you know, you would think, oh, Trish has a lot of friends, she has all these followers, blah, 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 blah. It ain't shit. Yeah. It ain't shit. I mean, and I know that personally, you know, I've, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, someone who, who really keeps in touch. You know, like yeah. that's the biggest thing about me, my biggest flaw. And I've lived out of San Diego, you know, at 18, I moved out, I lived in Seattle, I lived in New York, um, I even lived in Argentina and Irvine, you know, Good so day. I kept Argentina moving. and Irvine, same. I kept moving around. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly the same. same. <laughs> <laughs> so one's in Espanol. <laughs> Isn't Irvine in Espanol? <laughs> yeah. Kind of California, same thing. Um, so anyways, I mean, I'm moving, I'm moving around. And then I developed this idea that, you know, all of these friends, all these people that I'm meeting, it's all single serving. Mm -hmm. And that is a um, Fight Club reference, by the way. Boo. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I, I just... Nicholas Sparks all day, son. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to come back. <laughs> but I mean, I just couldn't, I didn't understand the idea of keeping friends. I don't like being on the phone. I don't, I don't enjoy being out with people and like having to deal with like you and your stuff like i and i yeah you know it's just oh, exhausting people yeah. are immediately exhausting to me and i know i'm pretty exhausting as well so For i sure. gotta deal with myself <laughs> in, in my own head right now yeah. why do i have the energy to give that to you you know <laughs> so it. that's why i know i'm a bad friend and um with all the moving that i've done i started to take on more people and all of their emotions and all of their things and i i think that's when it when i started to realize that maybe i am a shitty friend mm -hmm. you know i'd come back to san diego for a visit and then i have like people who have known me since i was a kid all of a sudden they're angry with me and i don't i don't understand it. i don't get it i don't know why yeah um if you ask me how many friends i've i or who's my longest friend i can only name like three maybe four at most um but you know there aren't a lot of people who really know me 
essentially. And Sophia, you know, you're one of the few people who really know me in a very intimate sense, and that's because you, you've sense. seen me go buck wild after, you know, slamming four beers within an hour. Yeah. But you've also seen me in my work environment and, you know, putting on a professional face. So you yeah. know exactly who I am and how I have to adapt to my environment. I will say you have more than just your drunk face and your work face. <laughs> I do. There's, there are more, there more, more, more facets to, to you. I hope so. <laughs> but being drunk Trish, I mean, she's just, I mean, I love drunk Trish. Drunk Trish is I still love her. Yeah. Even though I ha- I'm not her all the time anymore. But it, it that social lubricant was absolutely necessary for me to relate to people. And then, you know, when I got older and I moved out, you know, I started telling my, this is really sad. So I remember when I was leaving Seattle, I told my friend Scott and I said, you know, we're probably never going to talk to each other again. And he's like, that's, that's fucked up. (laughs) You know, like, why don't you foster the friendships you have already? And then I moved to New York and then we had a bet, right? I said, I will never see you again. Right. Horrifying. And uh, then how are you going to collect on that bet? It was it was fifty dollars. You will never collect that bet. <laughs> he did collect the bet. I said well, he would have. You would not have. Been I able would not to. have been able to. Um, I think it, no. There was like a time limit. Yeah. I was so like, a dumb bet. basically, I do I do life bets. There's there's this thing that I do where sometimes I make a life bet and I say, oh, in two years, so so and so is going to do this. So I think with me and him, our bet was, you know. I bet you we're never going to talk again in like the next three years. Mm -hmm. And then, so in my calendar, my Google calendar, I have these bets that pop up every now and then. And then it'd be like, Trish, do you remember this? You said that so-and-so would be married to so-and-so by then. And I collect. (laughs) So this is just random shit that I do. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever I know, but it's a real thing. (laughs) So anyways, he, he, we bet that we would never talk to each other That you or wouldn't we, talk to each other. We wouldn't see days. each other or talk to each other for like two years or whatever. And then he comes and actually visits me in New York. Oh, dang. The very first friend that actually came to visit me. Oh. And he came two more times. <laughs> that sounds dirty. <laughs> I mean, if he heard, yeah, I went in New York. He came to visit two more times. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and then he, I remember when he like stepped off the plane or whatever he stepped off and then he was all like out of his pants <laughs> he was like yo fuck you like <laughs> bitch <with> my fifty dollars <laughs> anyway so i had to i had to pay up uh-huh paid up and that's where we are now and, and i still even though he and i we don't talk so much anymore he's still one of my good friends mm-hmm. um and then i did that again when i was leaving new york i told my i told this girl <laughs> i said look <laughs> We're probably never going to talk again. <laughs> and, yeah. Man, I'm a shitty person. But she said, no, bitch. <laughs> like, uh, we're keeping this going. Yeah. And she FaceTimed me. She called me. And she taught me how what a good friend looks like. She taught yeah. me what it means to be a good friend. I ended up being in her wedding. Oh, dang. Like, that's weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I... And, when she asked me to be in her wedding, I was sincerely shocked. I was like, what? <laughs> Are you sure? Remember when I told you that I didn't think no, we were going to talk anymore? <laughs> but it happened. And and so using her as an example and being in this time that I am now, as I'm getting older, 
I'm thinking, god damn, like, it was simple all along, like, just fucking show up, like, yeah, you just have to be there, you have to text back, maybe even initiate calls, which I'm still learning how to do, and I mean, just, well, you initiated this whole project, I so did. hey, <laughs> in my own, to you. I mean, but in my own personal life, if I I'm answer your personal. phone call, yeah. You're something. <laughs> you actually mean something to me because I never. I'm a terrible texter. I'm a terrible. That's true. I like. I don't call back. I. In fact, I usually just let it go to voicemail, and that's because of my anxiety of having to talk to you, having to. Yeah. Be half of a friend, and so I'm trying to do that now. Is just like actually answer my calls, actually text back, actually say, "Hey, let's hang out. Let's do this. Let's do that," and. And I, I don't think I'm there yet, you know, and because now I have to do it without alcohol. <laughs> I'm trying to do it without alcohol. I'm trying to let people actually see yeah. who I am. And I mean, I guess that goes back to to our last episode where I just don't like being vulnerable. I don't like, oh, you're so fast. You're yeah. so cute. Like, that's not me and i i think You're with the, uncomfortable in yeah it, it's so uncomfortable <laughs> like i need to show off how tough i am yeah <laughs> much you always a, do how much of a man i am yeah apparently dick <laughs> off you yeah and I'm, I'm, super, I'm super jealous of those people who have friends and from childhood like how the fuck did you keep that going like how are you guys still interested in each other i have a friend that i've had since i was 12 mm-hmm like an active, actual friend whom I text, who I've visited, who has visited me. Mm-hmm. And I need to be a better friend to her. <laughs> but yeah. Well, if she hears this, then she better be. <laughs> and Yeah. Now, I think that's a, there's a difference. That, like for me, at least, I'm very friendly. Yeah. I'm not the best friend. See, that's the thing. I'm not even friendly. Yeah. So why people want to hang out with me, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah, You're does. mean. You made me cry. I did. No, you didn't. I just... Okay, well, <laughs> it's going to happen. You're going to make me cry. That's your goal. <laughs> your goal is to make Sophia cry. Of course. Hurtful. <laughs> but we're, I think we've gotten better. We're learning. We're learning. That's the whole point that's of this. That's the whole thing. We're whole... supposed to be... We're not there, but we're almost we're there. We're almost there. Yes. Oh, God, that high is. Five. That was terrible. Better high five. Ouch. Much better. You're supposed to feel it. <laughs> okay. So that was our lesson. Yeah. That was our lessons. This is a hard one for me. I think it's, it's, well, I still haven't even fucking learned mine, so. I well, I'm learning it. That's, I think mine was the hardest lesson. The way to learn it was pretty harsh. Like, that's, uh-huh. it's real, it's real deep. Real deep in my bones now. It's, I guess it's like two sheltered, awkward yeah. teens turning into somewhat adults. I guess. And we have to learn to participate. I don't think anybody who knows me life. would describe me as an adult. No. <laughs> I'm a fucking adult. I don't know about you. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> nobody I know would describe me that way. Yeah. Would you describe me that way? Um, You're okay. All right. <laughs> then maybe I don't know what I'm talking about and I think I'm too young. Well... I want to thank everybody out there who has listened to our podcast. And who is currently listening. And currently listening. I want to shout out specifically to um, Steven and also to Tom Shuey for sharing it. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to Sterling K. Brown, if you're listening, I love you. 
Wait, is that? That's the guy from This Is Us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, we saw him on SNL this weekend. I was like, yeah. I thought that was um, Milo Ventimiglia. No, no, no. I thought Sterling no. K. Brown was a car dealer. Like, Marvin K. Brown, you racist. Oh. <laughs> um, but next episode. Next episode. We're going to be changing things up a little. Yeah, so. We're going to jump back. Mm-hmm. We went lesson, lesson. Now we're going to go into our how-tos. Yeah. So we're going to go jump back to our love topic. This time with a how-to. Yep. Tell them what we got. <sighs> it's a how-to about how to deal with heartbreak. It's <laughs> going to be heavy. It's going to be pretty heavy. This is a hard. This is like. It's a hard one because it's both lesson and you know what we how yeah. how we have actually dealt with heartbreak. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be heavy. Heartbreak hurts. So expect it to be a little longer than our typical podcasts have been. Our little slim fit skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be this one's Jan- gonna have this, a big muffin top. This is Jango jeans. Jango jeans. These are Jango jeans. <laughs> Topical. If you know what what that is, then you're exactly our demographic. (laughs) But yeah, so I've been Sophia. And I'm Trisha. And still. Oh yeah, that's true. (laughs) And this is Almost Almost There. Bye. Bye.